it's going to take them six months to think about doing it, and mm-hmm. then another year and a half, two years to even actually try and implement it would be my guess, right? Like they just they can move a lot. They have to move a lot slower than we would have the ability to move um, if they if they wanted to. You know, I mean, we like, could be agile, yeah. Right, you know what I mean. So it's there. There if if it, if it were to work, right? And they're saying like. And I keep losing accounts to Patrick, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you if you lose if they lose enough six hundred thousand dollar accounts to you, then you'll get their attention. Um, there w- would Probably we create a, a good thing. no? Well, maybe. Wait, 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 you're saying you would you, you would say it would not be a good thing to get their attention? No, I mean like no, it'd be a good thing to get their attention. Oh. But um, um, no, I mean so right. So but then if we got their attention, then there would be a reaction to that, and then it, we would just continue the dance, right? Yeah. Um, yep. So it'd be again, it's much like I'm going to use a baseball analogy. It's like. Um, the Yankees and the Red Sox just for years and years and years spent money and they you know, drained their farm systems and then they figured out, well, we're going to run the team like a small market team. We're going to have a really awesome farm system, but we know that we can still spend more than anybody else. Right? Yeah, we can buy that one right. or two players. We're right. not going to buy all nine, right. but we're going to buy one or two. And so once Giancarlo so, Stanton. Right. Yeah. So they can, they, you know, instead of just being completely reckless with it, that would be you know, the, the Allens and the Marshes mm-hmm. and the people adjusting to the things that we're doing to mm-hmm. stay competitive, you know, the small market uh, agents. I don't know. I don't know where this is going, but it's fascinating, I think. No, it's, it's good. And so I, I, so I would just say to the, to the agent that's looking to go upstream is to um, be, um, what's that word? Specific, diligent, um, intentional. It's a good one. Yeah, to be intentional about that it. that English? Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, it took me three, three chances to get that one. So um, intentionality to me would mean, for me it meant realizing that I wasn't the best business owner. Maybe one day I can be, you know what I mean? But at 30 years old, I, I didn't feel like my skill set lent itself to running an agency, and I wanted to sell more. So for me, being intentional meant extracting myself from my current situation and joined in a new company that I felt had better resources. That was what intentionality meant for me. And then going after those accounts and uh, learning from people that played in that sphere. Um, Intentionality for someone that's in the family-owned agency um, may look like, um, I think, uh, was it Brent Kelly? Brent Kelly? Brent Kelly, yes. Yeah, talked about figure out who your 10 biggest clients are. Figure out how much revenue they're spending with you and then spend your time with those. Ask those for referrals. Yeah. Take those out, cross sell those. And so, you know, and whatever those size are, it could be a million dollars, those 10, they, they could be a million dollars a commission, they could be a thousand dollars a commission, I don't know. But um, what would it look like to spend time with those accounts and get referrals from those accounts and hang out? Typically those accounts are, they're involved in charities, they're on nonprofit boards, they're involved in, um, some type of city council, I mean, what, what, whatever the case may be. Um, and so what would it look like to hang in similar circles? So, birds of a feather type of thing. What's your, what's your favorite industry to go after? Yes. No, I mean, like, I, I know Brent harped on, like, a um, niche. Every time I've tried to create one, if it's If you just, have 16 niches, you have none? Yeah, I have none. I have none. Sorry, Brent. Um, yeah, I'll make sure he personally emails you. Yeah, he should email me. Um, and uh, I've I like spent my I've been at McGowan for six months. I spent like the first three months like in my spare time like crafting this niche plan. And uh, I haven't sold one thing. So, but I've sold um, like other things. So. Well, I'm glad that you sold other things. <laughs> yeah, thanks. 
because that would, yeah, probably would be good if you didn't. Yeah, um, we, um, my, my book is probably 50% apartments and condos, so habitational. We, we call that in the industry, industry speak. Just using the lingo? Yeah, and I'm not a big fan of the lingo. Habitational? No, it's a terrible lingo. Um, just, say, just say apartments it's and condos. Habitational. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one um, because there are carriers that don't underwrite, State Farm, Nationwide. Um, you're going up against farmers. You're going up against carriers that, you know, they don't really have a lot of underwriting criteria, not a lot of sophistication, but they will write things cheaply. So In the habitational Yes, space. in the uh, apartment and condo space. Habitational. So, but th they're finding, like, State Farm is vacating the condo space pretty rapidly. Okay. Um, so... Um, the phone call that I was just on, it's a condo association. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. So so if you already got half a book of a habitational, mm -hmm. I mean, it kind of feels like your niche. Yeah, it is my niche. So why do I say I don't have a niche? Because uh, I'm looking to create another one. Because you're a liar. Yeah. <laughs> Apartments and condos are difficult. So you want a different niche? I want an easier one. <laughs> no, I don't want an easier one. I want one that's less of a commodity. I, okay. get, I get frustrated with the commodity part of my niche. How do they view it as a commodity? The client? Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of, uh, you just, you own buildings. Whether you own one or you own like 500. You know, you just own a building. Okay. And It's not a business. It is a business. What do they, well, you're saying they view it as just like they own the building, but it's not necessarily the No, they view, it, they view it totally as a business. Okay. So there is a, there is a level of sophistication um, to, to this business, a huge level of sophistication to real estate ownership. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about leveraging debt and um, what it looks like to, you know, maintain, um, you know, capital expenditures. Um, let me see. I don't know how I can phrase this. Um, I'm not putting this on my clients or on my prospects. I feel like our industry actually, if I could flip the script, our industry does a bad job of differentiating itself in this arena. Because there could be a lot of differentiation to be done. Give me an example, because I have no idea. Yeah, so um, auto insurance, for example, is progressive five hundred dollars a year, and Geico. you go you go on Geico and you can save fifteen percent. Yeah. So you know I can save sixty five bucks, whatever fifteen percent of fifty is. Um, Not enough to really matter if we're doing seventy five bucks. Yeah. It'd be 75 bucks, not 65. Yeah, not enough to really matter. So <clears throat> if you have, this is where the rub is with apartment owners and condo owners, is there's not a lot of service needs. They own okay. buildings. Okay, sounds like a good thing though. Yeah, no, it's a great thing. So it's, it's a high cash flow. So it's, it's a, the blessing and the curse. Um, right. There's not a lot of maintenance in between the renewals because you have a contractor that has 20 trucks he trades five in, gets five more. You're constantly running MVRs for him as he wants to hire new. Right. So not a lot of service needs throughout the year between renewals. Yep. Okay. So they have one. one yeah, you're doing a very poor job of selling me on not wanting to do habitational as an inch. I know. So, okay. So here we go. Um, one poor um, 
So they have, okay, so one Ford F-150, one maintenance truck, do you know what I mean? So right. you, you can have a guy um, or a lady with- um, You mean the person taking care of the units? Yeah, they don't, they don't 600, 600 units. Yeah. They have one maintenance person. <clears throat> yeah. Um, good, good cash flowing operations. Um, 600 units, it's gonna be about $150,000 of premium, give or take. Bad. 600 units so um, so yeah little maintenance um, the buildings are the buildings they don't change the risk profile doesn't change at all maybe they get a new roof on you know but uh, there's very little maintenance to the policies you send out a cert to the mortgage company once a year so the downside to that that's what I'm waiting for yeah you're waiting for the downside um, downside to the habitational industry is uh, there's very little barrier to barriers to entry in terms of carriers every carrier thinks they can rent apartments. So state, like I said, state farm, nationwide, farmers, um, all state, they all rent apartments. And so we're not competing necessarily against other independent agents, we're competing against captives. And their pricing can get ridiculously low. If they want to. If they wanted to, yeah. So th they've been burnt a few times, so the other frustrating thing is that um, market access is extremely difficult for apartments. Um, so a carrier that will write them yesterday will not write them tomorrow. We get non-renewals all the time. So let me use a health insurance, health insurance example, and you tell me if you think this is possible with what you just said. So in the health insurance world, uh, specifically individual health insurance, I used to run up against, um, you know, uh, I, I hear all these people telling, I have a zero dollar deductible, it's this, it's, you know, you can buy this any time of the year, basically not really health insurance, right? But mm -hmm. it's cheaper and it's yeah. easier and it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's, I mean, people selling it should be in jail, but you know, whatever, that's not my, yeah. I'm assuming that's kind of ish what, you know, State Farm's pitch would be. It's like, hey, listen, we're going to get this, you know, however, you know, it's, but there's probably, I mean, is it the same policy, is it the same coverage? It's just, they have the ability to. It's 90% where it needs to be. And 90 cents pretty good. Yeah, so it's, is tough. There, is it's there, tough to sell. Is there any flaws in which, like, is, so it's like, if, if, let me, so if I'm, the, if I'm the prospect and I say, well, hey, Patrick, I just got this price from State, State Farm and it's, uh, you know, it's like 10 grand less than where you're at, um, you know, what am I missing here? Sometimes I just say, go for it. Uh, well, if I were in your shoes, I'd buy that product. Yeah, there are well, times so we, where so this that, is yeah. what Well, this is what I would say. Just a guess again, health insurance guys. Would it be like, well, I mean, you know, to be honest, Mr. Prospect, um, yeah, I see that a lot. Um, but really what State Farm is doing is their, their goal is to undercut my price by X amount on that first year because they want your business. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, in my experience, um, there's a pretty good chance that in year two or three, you will see X amount of increase putting you back X. Uh, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. <laughs> That's what, the, that's what you get? Yeah, most of the time, yeah. So it doesn't work? Yeah, so. Um, I mean, some stuff does work. I mean, some sales training does work. Um, so, you know, you can reverse, you can ask questions. Those are great questions to ask. Um, great, great points to bring up. But I mean, sometimes so like, I just, listen, I just like, lost on my first commercial sale at State Farms, which you told me. Yeah, you did, yeah. yeah. I've, I've lost them too. So I just lost one uh, recently uh, to another independent agent. Um, the pricing was neck and neck. Um, and I felt like I had better coverage, and 
Do you think it is price covered? I mean, or is it, how much leeway do you have with, man, Patrick's just a way, a way better dude. Like, I just like him a lot. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's just like um, the multiple owners. I had relationships with minority. Mm. The other agent had relationships with majority. Whoops. Was it a good product? Yeah. Like, are they going to be well served by it? I think so. Do I think mine was better? Like, of course I do, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, so uh, really just you were just, you just weren't at the right level. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was with some ownership, but just not all. Just I, not. I had conversations with all of them at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, it just didn't work out. So, do you think? Well, would, would there have been anything that? It, was there any way? What would you have done differently, like with the relationships you had? I mean, or is it just maybe next year I take another swing and I just kind of keep keep my hat in the ring? Or no, what? Just, I don't. I don't think I'll take another swing. Nice. Um, yeah, no, 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 I did, I did, I mean, like, unless, um, it's with a stable mutual company, like, yeah. it's not going to go anywhere, um, I have good relationships with all the owners, so it's not that, they have another agent that they have relationships with, that they have a good relationship too, so, yeah. it was a cordial thing, it was a cordial competition, I lost, and uh, it's on to the next one, so, so, yeah. So, but the closer you are to the best of the person that writes the check, and has the name on the door sort of thing, probably yeah. the better you are. Probably, yeah. Relationships, right? Relationships. Yeah, and I think that's a big mistake. So going back to what it, what it looks like to write um, larger commercial um, to the younger agents or the family-owned agents and just make sure you get in front of the decision maker. <laughs> so I, there's, it's very easy for us to think that we're doing ourselves and our prospects good by having the controller email us policies with the premium whited out and we draw up our forms and we quote and we come in with our best quote and then that controller just gives it back to the CEO or the CFO. Um, so I, I think it's okay and I think we can have permission and respect ourselves enough to say thank you so much for sending this. Um, crazy question. Uh, the answer is probably no, but would it be okay if we sat down together, um, you know, with whoever, Mrs. Smith or Mr. Jones as well? I'm sure you have carte blanche decision-making authority, but... Oh, you're saying uh, do a little politicking with the person not to make them feel insignificant and to get the meeting with the decision? Exactly. You don't want to... Yeah, it's a tough one. You don't want to make that person feel insignificant by saying, I'm not doing this for you because you're not the decision-maker. Terrible idea. Really? Yeah. Sounds like a pretty good strategy. Yeah, it's a great strategy. That's good. But to say something like, oh, thank you so much. This is great. Um, this is, uh, not that this would happen here, but um, let me tell you about the last time this happened. And you just, you know, talk about controller from another company. So you bring up another company who just used you and just forward it on. Not to say this happened here, but like, what does the decision-making process look like here? You know, and then you, like, how are you involved in the decision-making process? Do you try, do you push for that? Like, do, is that like one of your things, like pushing for like that, that, that meeting with the decision maker? Yeah. So even before I quote. Nice. Yeah, well, I wouldn't quote without knowing that I was, I had access to the decision maker. Yeah. Because y your chances are zero. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it'd be, it'd be a Hail Mary. You'd have to do like Doug Flutie, like type of miracle in order to get them. So you, 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 you have to figure out a way to say like, how are you? To ask a great way to ask is how are you involved in the decision making process because you're assuming that the person that gave you the stuff is involved. You're not talking past them, 
but you're asking them how they're involved. And they go, well, yeah, I make the decision. Or, you know, and that could be true. Yeah. Or they say, well, John and I are gonna get together next week and review these. Oh, okay. And then is John gonna get together with someone after that? And you just act dumb and act, ask questions, so. Yeah, being dumb is a, is a good thing sometimes. It can be a great thing, it can yeah. be a great asset. But again, this is stuff that, you know, you kind of learn in sales training, so, yeah. That sales training. Sales training, this comes back to sales training. Yeah, so I, I think just the biggest encouragement for people is um, be intentional. What would it look like for you, uh, because, Mr. Salesperson or Ms. Salesperson? I mean, is it, I mean, ask this question, I think mm -hmm. if we could, I mean, I'm assuming, we'll, I don't know how we are on time here, but. Um, I gotta leave in like 15 minutes. Okay. I gotta go buy the policy. Gotcha. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, the fear of the unknown, right? We, they're just, they're jumping to wild assumptions that it's this entirely different animal, that it's, you know, that, you'll, that, you know, they're not ready for that thing. Like you had mentioned, you know, cutting your teeth on those bigger accounts. Um, at the end of the day, you know, to some extent, none of us know what we're doing. Correct. And we're just really good at pretending. Correct. Right? I think so. Okay. I, I mean, so you, you can be better at it. Pretending? Yeah, I mean, no, you, you, a, can, no, no, you, don't, you don't want to be a liar. That's what's no, 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 I, but like, I mean, feeling more comfortable yeah. in the unknown? Yes, that's the great way to put it, comfort with the unknown. Because at the end of the day, let's just say I quote with five carriers. Those five carriers have 160-page policies apiece. Uh, who knows everything in that policy? Very few people. Very few people. So you need to know the main things, and you need to know more than your prospect. That's important. But at the end of the day, like you have to figure out how to navigate the unknown in our industry because there's a lot of it. And how you respond to unknown situations. Um, someone asks you a question you don't know the answer to. You could pretend you know. You know, because you're afraid. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea. No, I think that's the worst idea. You can say, I don't know. Usually like that. Well, well that's, I, think, I think it's like so. No, no, it's I don't know, but I can find out. Yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't even say I don't know. What would you say? That's a great question. You're the first person to ask me that. Well, that's, that's kind of my version <laughs> of I don't know. Yeah. I, I use that one quite that, often. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I use that one all the time. I've never had that question asked yeah, of me. Exactly. Now, then they're, then they're patting yeah. themselves on the back. And they're yeah. like, I'm so smart. I know, you know? right? So, it's like, it's like, yeah. And we all like that. I mean, like, I'm, not, I'm not saying we treat our prospects like dogs, but like if someone like... If I was on the phone, I would fall for that. I don't say fall for it, but like. Yeah, it feels it, good. You get yeah. that little shot of. Uh, like someone that. would go, I've never, I've never been asked that before. Like, I asked a good question. It's like kindergarten all over again. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I think those are some good ones. Yeah, so be intentional, people. Um, like, I don't know. Like, I felt like, do we want to stay with generals? Or like, I feel, have we been too general? Do we need to get specific? About? Like, how to go after bigger accounts. Sure. Birds of a feather flock together. It's very general. Yes.